Good afternoon. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good to see everyone. Wow, we're packed. Praise God, man. We're back. Look at this place. It's great. I've got a question for you. I think the Lord has a question for us today. It's not going to be an easy one. It's difficult. Love difficult uh, scriptures because they provoke me to no end and they make me sleep poorly. Uh, And this is one of those. The question is simple. Do you yourself or do you know anybody who lives that gospel? Anybody. You know anybody who loves their enemy? Do you know anybody who forgives and does good to those that hate them? Do you know anybody who loves those that abuse them? No, of course you don't. We don't do that. That's madness. That's, that's, that's not crazy. It's absurd. So why in the world would Jesus say this on the Sermon on the Plain? This is the Sermon on the Plain instead of the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Plain, flatter. Anyway, it, it's the same beatitude concept. It's impossible. I have a family. Somebody messes with my wife or my kids or my grandkids. Are you kidding me? Give them more? Someone steals my car, I'm going to say, well, take the Audi too? What? I don't have an Audi. I just wanted one. I had to put that in there. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, this thinking is not our thinking. We think differently. And Christ is making it abundantly clear to all of us here this morning that if you and I truly want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and I truly believe you want to be, and I know I want to be, otherwise we got better things to do than be here. Right? I mean, we could be sitting at home watching the news about Ukraine getting invaded. How fun is that, right? The fact of the matter is you're here because you do love the Lord, and you do want to be stronger in His love. But my brothers and sisters, this, the gospel is calling us to a much higher calling than I think most of us are ready to accept or have maybe considered before and maybe we can now be ready to accept. How do you unlock the absurdity of hating or loving those who hate you and loving those who curse you and do harm to you and offering your face a second time after you've been hit? There's one way to do it. St. Paul in the second reading, you did a nice job about it, by the way. The St. Paul in the second reading points out that there is a first Adam. Adam the first, married to Eve. And he was all about the earth. He was from the earth, literally, from the earth. And he was worried about earthly things, providing, eating, protecting, security, gathering for tomorrow, preparing to protect his children and his wife. And so was Eve. They were all about this earthly world that we live in. They were immersed, enamored. They were swimming in it, just like you and I are right now. That's why this this gospel sounds so absurd. It's because we are men from the first, men and women of the first Adam. And St. Paul points out so beautifully that there's a second Adam. And that second Adam is Jesus Christ. And he's not from this earth. He's a heavenly presence. 
He comes from a spiritual world. He thinks in divine thinking. He has an incredibly omniscient perspective. And that perspective will allow us to succeed at what we heard today. Not an easy deal. Big challenge. Big, big challenge. I will tell you this. I've been in this parish since 1964. Since 1964. I was born in 1955. My parents moved here in 64 and I started second grade. I've been here so long in this parish that they finally just ordained me because they didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> the honest to goodness truth is you've got to be careful hanging around this place. It's going to change your life. All right? And I can tell you, my brothers and sisters, that this impossibility that we hear today is intentional. It is meant to intimidate us, those that love him, so that we would step back and say, how, Lord, could I possibly learn to be like you in this regard? How could I? Well, from the beginning of time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, this parish has been a gift to all that are around it. Predominantly because of the pastors that the bishops have sent to serve at this parish. Father McDonald. I served with him my very first Mass with Father McDonald. And I, my very first Mass was the first English Mass ever said in this parish. And I was like, wow. Father McDonald gave his very soul to this parish to create it. He nurtured. He shepherded the sheep. He brought us up. He cajoled us. He inspired us. And he, he created this beautiful parish. After that, Father Gashwin was here. The same thing. All in. He was in this tension. This tension of how in the world can I be the first Adam and become the second Adam? That's a war we're talking about. A war of wills. How can I be that? And those men would teach us how to do it because they were in that battle personally. And Father Mike Ketron. Father Mike Ketron was here for years, and he brought this parish programs like Christ Renews' Parish and Crescio. He started programs like BCCs, and he started the youth groups here to make, he understood how important the youth groups were to the, the very soul of a family called a parish. And from that day forward, the, Our Lady of Mount Carmel's had some of the most dynamic youth groups that this state has ever seen, and we need to even do better, but it's an amazing blessing. After Father Mike Ketron, oh my goodness, Monsignor Duncan, are you kidding me? This, he almost did give his life. I mean, he went to the wall. What a man. And now Father Richard Doerr. And it's being recorded. <laughs> a man whose battle scars are evident every day of his life as he shepherds us. Gives his whole soul to this place. And we are the beneficiaries. These men and the associates that serve him and the deacons, 
We are the beneficiaries of this pouring of the Holy Spirit on this parish so that we might be able to do the impossible. My brothers and sisters, you may have friends like I do who believe that Christianity is a connection between themselves and Jesus. And they'll say things like, well, me and Jesus, we have this thing. I don't need to go to church. I need to stand out in the field, particularly in the snow with palm trees. That's weird. And it's just me and Jesus. Well, I don't know what they're practicing, but they're not practicing Christianity. Christianity and Catholicism is a faith of community. A faith of community where you see God in my eyes and I see him in yours. You hear the voice of God from my voice and I hear him from yours. You support me and I die for you. We give to one another and we become inspired to the next person. This dynamic spins, this dynamic creates, and this dynamic is Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Foods. 4,000 families. If you held Catholics to just four kids, which would be a miracle, that's 16,000 people. This place is on fire. We can never stop building. We should just, when we're done, we should just leave everything out there. We're going to continue to do it. Because of you, you want to respond. Because of these men that pastor us that want to engage in the battle. But there is a way, my brothers and sisters, for you and I to change our lives if we are willing to go all in. And honestly, there is no way to do anything other than to go all in. If you've been watching the Olympics, you know this. There's no athlete gaining gold skiing down the mountain right now who is skiing today as they did the first time they got on their skis. Right? What have they done? They have trained. They have fought. They have pushed themselves. There has been lots of pain. They've had great coaches. They've had great community. They never stop daily exercising their body, training their brain, pushing themselves to the wall to become the very best that God made them. The analogy is perfect. If we want this, this impossible call of the plane, the only answer is for you and I to make the decision to go there. It will not happen without commitment. It will not happen without scheduling. It will not happen without sacrifice and commitment on your part and mine. And my brothers and sisters, the reward is more than gold. It is eternal gold. It is not only living the life that we have here temporarily in a far greater and more secure state, but it is eternal life with God himself that we seek. So how do we do it? Well, you've probably figured out already, I'm going to talk to you about Christ renews his parish, right? Because they drag out the deacon twice a year. Do your thing, deacon. And you know, I hate it. So in, the honest to goodness truth is the women's Christ renews is coming up on the 5th and 6th of March. I think I saw Anna Seacat somewhere around here. There's Anna. She's in charge of the women's group. And I want a major round of applause. The women's group, for the first time in two years, is absolutely sold out and full. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be with, with a community of women who are wanting God, who will 
collectively work together to find God who will bind their own souls together with God and they will become the best friends they've ever known. People ask me all the time, how long, what's the commitment for Christ reduces parish? Well, I used to lie to them. I used to tell them, well, it was just two days, you know, Saturday and Sunday and you're out of there. Well, the honest to goodness truth is it could be as much as six months if you want to go on and put on the next team. Well, the real truth is this. If you do it right, and if you meet the greatest friends you're ever going to have, and if you're open to the Lord, and you're willing to train, it lasts for the rest of your life. And what a community of trainers we have. What a beautiful group of athletes we have to go learn how to become what God created us to be. My brothers, your retreat is the 19th and 20th. It's about half full as of uh, the last Mass. As big as this mass is, I, you know, I came from sales. I got a quota here, boys and girls. We got to, let's fill it up. And why? Because we need you men. We need your soul. So to light up our souls, so that you can inform us and we can inform you and the Holy Spirit can make us both what God intended us to be. This is the power of Christ Renews His Parish. It takes a 16,000-person parish, and it turns it into a small family of love. Unless your life is perfect, unless it's a walk in the park, run to sign up. We need you. The parish needs you. All that have gone before you are hoping for you, and those that will come after you are critically in need of your commitment and in your giving of yourself to God's will. So, my brothers and sisters, I'm about done, and I think I have to go lay down. And may God continue to be with you.